Pokemon, The Last of Us, and Afila? This and more this week on 8-Bits for the week of January 6th, 2023. Welcome to 8-Bits, a weekly podcast bringing you 8-Bits of video game news fast. I'm your host, Frankie Godoy. Now, let's get started. First, some news from over the holiday break. Epic Games, the creators of Fortnite, have been fined $520 million over charges involving the privacy of children. Per the Federal Trade Commission's findings, the gaming giant violated the Children's Online Privacy Protection Act, or COPPA, by using subtle design tricks known as dark patterns to, quote, dupe millions of players into making unintentional purchases. These dark patterns per the FTC include inconsistent button and UI elements that may trick users into making a purchase while attempting to inspect an item. Of the charges, Epic will pay $275 million as a penalty for violating COPPA rules, such as collecting data on children under 13 without their parents' consent, as well as an additional $245 million to refund users for their purchases they were tricked into making. Users and parents can go to ftc.com slash Fortnite for more information. After 25 years, 10-year-old Ash Ketchum is retiring. The long-running Pokemon anime is ending its run later this month. Following its penultimate story arc late last year, Ash completed his goal of becoming the Pokemon League champion. After letting the child finally achieve his goal, the Pokemon company said that having Ash lose frequently was to show younger fans watching the show how to cope with losing and that the road to success is ultimately paved with many failures. Once the original Pokemon show ends, it will be succeeded by a new anime starring dual protagonist Rico and Roy in the Paldea region, the region of the newest entry in the series Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. The final arc in Ash Ketchum's journey begins on January 13th. Madden players over the holiday season may have had a bad time. First, one of the holiday events occurring in-game involved players stockpiling card packs to fill their ultimate team roster with rare and high-ranking players that should not have been in the holiday packs, including Tom Brady. EA then pushed an update that changed the contents of some players' packs, but gave others dozens of extra packs of varying values. The worst issue, however, was potential data corruption. During a server outage on December 28th and 29th, players attempting to play Connected Franchise Mode, a simulated league that can be played between friends, lost their data. Apologizing for the bug on New Year's Eve, the development team posted on the game's website that only, quote, around 40% of leagues can be recovered. This comes after a rocky post-launch period for Madden 23 mired in bugs and glitches. New changes are on the way for Dungeons and & Dragons, and fans are not too happy. As part of the upcoming changes of the tabletop game in 1D&D, Wizards of the Coast is also making changes to the open gaming license included with the game. The open gaming license included in some versions such as 3.5 and 5e is let third-party content creators create and sell original content not made by Wizards of the Coast, such as the Pathfinder RPG. With the new open gaming license, creators making more than $50,000 in their D&D content would need to pay a royalty fee to Wizards of the Coast. There is also a new fan content policy that permits creators to monetize their creation 
of their content through platforms like Patreon so long as they release their D&D-based content for free. One major sticking point fans have, however, is the nullification of other open gaming licenses once the OGL 1.1 is published, meaning all creators in the community must abide by the new rules. Some have argued that the OGL 1.1 gives too much power to Wizards of the Coast on a platform that relies heavily on user-generated content, including D&D podcast juggernauts Critical Role and The Adventure Zone. As such, the document even acknowledges fan feedback, saying they, quote, will receive community pushback and bad PR, and we're more than open to being convinced that we made a wrong decision. And now for a message from our sponsor. Prior to the debut of the show later this month, The Last of Us director Neil Druckmann spoke to The Hollywood Reporter this week about the franchise. In the interview, Druckmann speaks on pitching his original idea for the game the prolific Night of the Living Dead director George Romero in 2004, saying, quote, he didn't like it. Druckmann also spoke about a now-scrapped film adaptation of the game with screen gems with Spider-Man director Sam Raimi attached, though the project didn't move forward. Some notes included adding more action set pieces, or as Druckmann says, think World War Z which was the opposite of the slower, more methodical game. The director also tells of how he sought to meet the creator of the HBO show Chernobyl, Craig Mazin, and have him be the one bring The Last of Us to television. As for a long-rumored The Last of Us Part 3, Druckmann says, quote, I think there's more story to tell, but doesn't confirm whether he means a third game or the upcoming The Last of Us multiplayer spinoff. Naughty Dog also shared more concept art of the upcoming game this week, confirming its 2023 reveal and that the series has sold more than 37 million copies since it first debuted almost a decade ago. The world of Assassination is becoming one. The most recent Hitman games that form the World of Assassination trilogy are being fused into one title, with some caveats. The most recent title in the series, Hitman 3, will receive an update later this month to become Hitman, World of Assassination. Current owners of Hitman 3 will receive access to all the levels from Hitman 1 and Hitman 2 for free following the update. A $30 expansion including additional levels and contracts will be available as well. To further simplify players seeking the Hitman experience, all other Hitman games and DLC in the World of Assassination trilogy will be delisted. The update also aligns with the new content coming in the Hitman Freelancer update, adding a roguelike mode to the game. Hitman World of Assassination and Hitman Freelancer launch on January 26th. And now for some news from this week's big trade show, CES. Sony's press conference at CES included some PlayStation announcements, including the reveal of Project Leonardo, Project Leonardo is Sony's step into making accessible gaming hardware, similar to the Xbox Adaptive Controller. The puck-shaped controller pad includes eight input buttons with customizable button pads and labels, along with one customizable analog stick. The pad also has four 3.5mm auxiliary ports for users to add further peripherals, though the controller supports connectivity with either a DualSense controller or another Project Leonardo controller wirelessly. 
The controller was designed in collaboration with accessibility organizations including Able Gamers, Special Effect, and StackUp. Steven Spawn, Senior Director of Development at Able Gamers, says the controller, quote, does not compare to the Xbox Adaptive Controller in any way other than the target audience of the controller is disabled players. He then further compares the controller to players who are more comfortable with a standard DualShock controller rather than the Xbox Elite controller. Sony also shared the first footage from the upcoming Gran Turismo film following a racing gamer turned driver alongside PlayStation support in the first car from Afila, the car brand Sony is building in collaboration with Honda. CES. Finally this week, some other gaming news that come from CES. NVIDIA formally announced the RTX 4070 Ti, formerly the RTX 4080 12GB. Early reviews are skewing negative, mostly due to the price-to-performance comparison. AMD is launching its Ryzen 7000 X3D CPUs next month to compete against Intel. Asus is releasing an Xbox controller with a built-in OLED screen and tri-mode connectivity with Bluetooth, 2.4GHz RF, and USB-C. Asus is also releasing a laptop with a glasses-free 3D panel in the new VivoBook Pro. The Razer Edge, the company's foray into the cloud gaming handheld space, launches later this month with a 5G model running on Verizon's 5G network. Cooler Master is also entering the fray of PC peripherals, including a microphone, light, and external capture card. Stay tuned for more CES news all through the weekend. Looking forward to next week, Korean kart racer Kart Rider Drift launches on PC on January 12th, and pirate anime JRPG One Piece Odyssey launches on PC, PlayStation, and Xbox on January 13th. Outside of games, the final story arc in the long-running Pokemon anime debuts on January 13th. And that's it for this episode of 8-Bits. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this, be sure to subscribe and leave a rating on whatever podcast platform you happen to be listening on. I'd really appreciate it. For the time being, stay up to date with everything on the show on Twitter at 8BitsGG. That is at the number 8BITSGG. You can also follow me on Twitter at Frankie Godoy. That's at F R A N K I E G O D O Y. But otherwise, that's really it. So, once again, thank you for listening and have a good rest of your week.